What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Court, from the Holding Court Podcast. See, HCP is where the streets and black excellence meet, and is brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Court, of the Holding Court Podcast. Man, what's cracking with you, producer Ken? Man, it's a good day. It's a good day. Great, great guest in the house. I'll let y'all do the intros. Absolutely, but, absolutely. You know, I'm a big fan, so shout out. Yeah, what's up, daughter? Uh, Rachel Renee. What's up? How you doing? How you feeling today? You know, I'm very excited. Half of the soundtrack <laughs> of my life is sitting at the end of the table. I'm already know it. I know you fanning out, you know, yes. uh, but it's all good. Today, man, we got a spe- very, very special guest, and I don't say that lightly. And I know anybody that knows me knows even my musical history. They understand how instrumental uh, this individual and his brothers, his, his four brothers, have been. Uh, not only in my career, in my life, but also in the music industry as a whole, you know. And and listen, we got to get this man his props. We got the legendary uh, L. Burner, a.k.a. Lazy Bone of Bone Thugs of Harmony. What's yeah. cracking with you, homie? Oh, man, I'm good, man. I'm blessed by the best. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You like that intro? You see how oh, yeah, I, yeah, see yeah, how I yeah. wound that shit up? You know what I mean? It, yeah, it felt good. It felt yeah. like a, a warm welcome. Yeah, that know? was genuine too. That yeah. was genuine from the heart. Yeah, that's right. That's right, man. I appreciate you coming to the show, brother. Oh, man, it's good to be here, man. You know what I mean? I I really appreciate your show as well. You know what I'm Thank saying? You, so it's an honor to be here. Thank you. I know we've been trying to put it together uh, for a moment, and a lot of things have been happening. You know, in life, in yeah. yours and mine as well. Uh, right. But you know. All in God's timing. Um, um, you know what? I, I what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do because I've had your I had two of your brothers on. I've had Busy on, I've had your real brother, Stack, Flesh and Bone. <laughs> Shout out to um, Stack. We still um, gotta shoot the north side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we supposed to be shooting the north coast uh the north video coast. with him. Okay. Um, but um, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna do how I did with them because you know, we we all such huge fans. I'm gonna step out of the media person. Right. And, and I'm a step. I'm gonna go in and out media, and I'm gonna be brother. I'm right. gonna be media, and I'm gonna be fan too. Man, we so keep I want to ask you some shit that Man. the fans want to know as well. That's what I'm here. I'm, I'm here to hold court with you. You I know what I'm saying? You, like, thank you. I yeah, appreciate I'm, I'm, you. I'm here for it all, man. That's right. Straight up. That's right. So. I'm gonna surpass. I'm gonna do like the same thing that I did with Stack and with B. We already know the story. We know you're from Cleveland. We know you met Easy E. We've heard that story a million times, you mm-hmm. know. So uh, I kind of want to get into the music, you know. Okay. And we'll touch on some some things in in you know. We're gonna take the listener and the viewer on a on a ride down memory lane up to now. Okay. But different. Um. So where I want to kind of pick up from, bro, is from creeping on the come up, right? Um. You know, y'all fresh out out from from Cleveland. Creeping on the Come Up has come out. Or let me go to the studio because we have Rhythm D on here too. Right. Shout out to the homie Rhythm, Rhythm D. Rhythm D. Yeah. Get you down. Know bang, bang. Got to <laughs> get down for my thing. Get down for my thing. Rhythm yeah. D had that exactly. bass, boy. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, uh, take me back to that time of Creeping on the Come Up in the studio with DJ Unique and Kenny McLeod, who Black Hole Studios, who's actually my homeboy as well. Right. What? What? Take me back to that time. I mean, you know, man, that was that was a time in life, man. It was it just it just seemed like it was kind of a dark place for us cuz we didn't know what was going on. Everything was new, you know what I mean? We we had just come out of a we had just come out of a situation where we didn't know where we was going in life, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden we thrust directly into this studio mm-hmm. with Easy E, all these new people that we don't know, you know, mm-hmm. Kenny McLeod, yeah. uh, DJ Unique, you know what I mean, Tony C, yep. Rhythm Tony D, C. Yep. you know what I mean, all, all these guys, man. So it was like, those days it was like, Bone Thugs and Harmony was so, so tight back then, it was like, Cause we knew nobody in California, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So it was like, if one of us went to the bathroom, all of us went to the bathroom, mm-hmm. like even in the studio. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you watch the doors. That's nigga, right. We gonna be. We used you to know, do the same you shit. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. and and we didn't know nobody, but yeah. it was it was it was dark, 
but it was exciting because it was like, okay, now we got this opportunity. Mm -hmm. And Easy E used to let us do whatever we wanted to do. He never he never gave us instructions on how to do our stuff, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So it was like, we was just like kids that got let loose in the playground full reign mm -hmm. with producers that can make anything that we heard in our heads. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that was the vibe of the studio was like, we would hum stuff to Unique, you know what I mean? Hum, we would hum our ideas. We mm -hmm. had different things that we already wanted to do. You mm -hmm. know, songs that we wrote that had melodies and they knew how to take that and harness all that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, man, that time, shh, mm -hmm. that was the most magical time that it was we probably it's, ever had, especially because I feel like my life was was unilaterally with you guys. You know what I'm saying? We the same age. I was we was trying to come up. We had a similar style to y'all, so y'all was you know really. Let, when you say dark, what, what what do you mean by dark? When I say dark, it mean like the the uncertainty of what was happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was it was like to look back in hindsight to be out here with no guidance and not knowing, you know what I mean? Like, at least from my standpoint, because mm -hmm. like, I, like I was saying to you just, you know, before we started, mm -hmm. like all these perspectives, we got, I had to respect all the different perspectives of Bone Thugs and Harmony. But mm -hmm. from my view, it was like, we gotta, we, we gotta succeed with what we're doing because it wasn't nothing else. Everything nothing to go was back to. everything was uncertain. You know yeah. what I mean? We had just lost Wally mm -hmm. and all that. So that's what I meant by dark, like because it was like we didn't know. Yeah. If we, you know, and you guys are still teenagers. Yeah, we yeah. Was, we was young, yeah. man. I was twenty years old. You right. know what I'm saying? Wow. So, so let me ask you. So, how did your life change? Because when y'all came on the scene, you know, for those that weren't alive or too young to remember, like. It was y'all was like the biggest shit, you know what I'm saying? It's like the Beatles, right? So right. when you, so how did your life change in terms of like now you have this fame, this notoriety, you have this expectation, and your friends they can't relate now. The friends that didn't come with you, they don't understand the the business expectations and the work you have to do within yourself to even, you know, become an artist for real, for real. Because y'all still rough around the edges. I mean, fuck, y'all just five niggas out of Cleveland, you know what I mean? Right. Right. So, so how did your life change? Man, life changed drastically. I'm talking about so fast. We went from selling dope one year. Um, so, I'm gonna give you a timeline. <clears throat> so, we left Cleveland November 23rd, 1993. Mm -hmm. One way bus tickets, right? Boom. We from 93 November to June 24th. Or June 23rd, 1994 is when Thuggish Ruggish Bone came out. Mm -hmm. So in that little short time, we one-way bus tickets, met Easy e recorded an album, boom, boom, boom. And now we still ain't got no money, though. Yeah. Don't get me to it. Don't right. get it to it. We still ain't got no money. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, Thuggish Ruggish Bone came out within. Mm -hmm. That wasn't even a year's period. That's mm -hmm. how hard and fast we worked. We That's was right. running circles around niggas. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... When that dropped in 94, we kind of was going, we went back to Cleveland and we was in Cleveland when our, when the record came out, mm -hmm. heard it on the radio for the first time. So mm -hmm. from there, not even a year's period, we went from struggling, homeless to taking Easy e back to Cleveland to do a video. Right. You know what I mean? Like we mm -hmm. told niggas, we was about, we like, we about to go to California. We yeah. gonna meet Easy E, and boom, 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 we gonna come back and we gonna shoot a video, and we did all that. Yeah, which we, was for the love of money. For the love of money. Yeah. But we had shot Thuggish Ruggish Bone. No, 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 no. Thuggish Ruggish Bone, we did in Cleveland. Okay. Easy E wanted us to do our video out here, but we mm -hmm. wasn't ha we wasn't having that. Yeah. We like, we gotta go home. We gotta take this back to where we from. Yeah. And he was with that. Yeah. So that May, we shot the video, shit came out in June. Now we famous, well, we was already hood famous cause we had a, a album out called Faces of Death in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. That was hood famous. But now we on the radio every day, all day on the box. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and then a year later, 1995, 
easy e pass. So within a 18 month period, we had became famous, lost our mentor, mm -hmm. battling record companies. Yeah. So we went from nothing to something to nothing. Yeah. Real fast. Yeah. Back to something right. to nothing. Right. Riding the roller coaster of life. Yeah. How how did it affect you personally? You, you know, uh when when E died. Oh man. Hmm. I mean, I I was really like I was really shocked, man, you know. Cause it seemed like everybody was dying. I felt like, you know, me personally. The album we had out that we did independently was called Faces of Death, mm -hmm. ironically. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking like, damn, did we curse ourselves and naming our shit this? You know what I'm saying? Because we had just lost Wally, mm -hmm. uh, Terry, Boo, it, uh, a lot of people died. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we had the album out. So me being so enthralled in the creation and and naming albums and trying to make it a concept and things mm -hmm. like that. I'm like, damn, did we did we curse our shit? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. when E died, I was close to E. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? E would come pick me up, like jump in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not as the leader of Bone Thugs and Harmony, but as really the spokesman. Right that was always made plays. Mm -hmm. I made the plays in this group. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I talked to Easy E. So he would get he would come pick me up and be like, Man, I ain't gonna never do y'all wrong. I remember one time he showed me a check for eighty thousand dollars to Ice Cube. He like, I ain't fucking him. Look, I got I gotta pay him this right. He like he was trying mm -hmm. to win our cause you know he yeah. had that yeah. stigma right. of doing artists yeah. wrong. Yeah. So I, but I would ask him, mm -hmm. like, nigga, don't play with us, E. Yeah. Like, we ain't got nothing. Like, yeah. like you all we got, and we, right. and, and we bonded. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when he died and we couldn't see him, it seemed like it was a dream, like a prank. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of AIDS. Because right. we was with him in New York. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? New York, November, we went to New York. First time I had a leather coat. Easy E buys leather coats. He out there with a uh, Pendleton on, like your daughter, button yeah. all the way up to the top. <laughs> yeah. This shit was blue though. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? But the same style, yeah. that right there, that Easy E, Lokes on, kicking it strong, wrestling with us, mm -hmm. kicking it. That was November. December, they say, boom, he got a common cold. You know what I mean? He went from a common cold to February. It was like, oh, he uh, he HIV positive. Mm -hmm. And then to February to March, oh, he full blown. Oh, end of March, he dead. Mm -hmm. We got a brand new album coming out. East 99. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. and, and he was proud of it. And he was like, he was a bone member, man. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Mm -hmm. That nigga look at everything from the end of the days, hair braided, looking like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He had his hair braided, his lokes on. Yeah. He was he was ready. He was bone ready. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. that that shit tore me up, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I was confused. What do you feel about the conspiracy surrounding his death? Do you feel like it was something more to it? Or do you feel like it was really AIDS? Or I mean, <clears throat> shit, I probably helped spread that conspiracy. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. I made songs about it and everything because it was just unheard of. But now I'm more educated on mm -hmm. how somebody can have that in them and mm -hmm. then become sick and mm -hmm. then, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. and realize it too late. So, right. you know, and I try not to even go there no more. Mm -hmm. It's like God called him home when he called him home. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful that me and my niggas was those niggas that he bonded with and he passed that torch to us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we, that's why I'm easy E forever. Right, I see you rep for him hard. Forever, man. Yeah. I mean, every every company wanted us. Yeah. Everybody wanted us. I was like, fuck that. Mm -hmm. Like we were E, man. Mm -hmm. We gonna hold this company up and, and we had, and it, 
It was riffs, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I was we just was growing pains. I was just about to go to that. So, I mean, unfortunately, Easy dies, 95. And so now uh, Tamika steps into power. And mm-hmm. I guess, is, is Jerry still around? Well, it was... Uh... Well, Jerry was kind of in the picture, yeah. but far gone because Easy E removed Jerry. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he was a, a step back, but he was still but trying still to fight. Kinda, yeah, he yeah. was still fighting, but <clears throat> it wasn't Tamika immediately. It was Ron Sweeney stepped in. The courts appointed Ron Sweeney the attorney. as the as the acting mm. person over the company. You know wow. what I'm saying? Okay. So, oh, uh, Ron was this guy. Yeah, Ron. I, I'm Ron. really close to Ron's sons, Jock. Yeah, and his okay. like I never mean, knew that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ron Sweeney came in, and Ron Sweeney straightened out a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It was a lady by the name of Cassandra Ware. I know Cassandra Ware. Cassandra yeah. Ware, she's so dope. Yeah, I yeah. love her, man. <laughs> but, uh, I, I've told the story about Cassandra Ware a million times on this show because we were trying to get with Ruthless, uh, me and my group. Mm-hmm. And Cassandra Ware used to answer the phones over there, at Ruthless. Yeah, and I used to talk to her almost every week. Trying yeah. to get either here to shit. You know what I'm she, she was, was nice as hell. Brainiac boy. She was nice she, as hell. Man, she <laughs> creative. She was so yeah. boy moving. Them horses in the carriages and all that yeah. on the MTV and all that was Cassandra, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to Cassandra. Wow, that's crazy. You brought yeah. back. Yeah, that's a memory. Um, so so now, like you say, the label things are changing. Y'all mm-hmm. kind of still fresh on the label. You got a lot of success, a lot of things moving fast. You guys hit a y'all kind of hit a. A, a wall, or I should say, you start bumping heads with Tamika. Um, was it Tamika, or was it just the label in general? Um, it was both. Okay, you know what I mean. But um, see, we all we all had a a different perspective on Tamika. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we all had a different relationship with Tamika, with Cassandra, with mm-hmm. Ron. Like everybody, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's. At that time, the wedges was starting to be drawn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it was people coming in when we was at yep. the at the first studio. Mm-hmm. It was like nigga, nobody can't get close to us. Exactly. Easy E wouldn't let nobody. So right. now it's people coming in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So everybody is developing their individual personalities and people picking us apart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what happened was, um, when Tamika took over, it was the business because where the fuck the money at, right? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, she was creative too. Mm-hmm. So she was getting in the video, the black nigga killer video, the niggas that. looking yeah. around like, yeah. man, what yeah. this motherfucker yeah. doing? And she ran like, in the motherfucker. I remember yeah, that. I'm yeah, I'm like, well, uh, and I kind of felt like it might be the Libra in me, but <clears> I'm just like, you know, shit, you know. She let her live. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker want to live, let him live. Let's just rock this shit. Right. Fuck complaining about everything, nigga. Let's just go. Mm-hmm. That's always been my attitude. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So <clears throat> the strife was there. I had a fallout with Tamika about my about my solo album because I took my solo album back to Rufus. Right. You know. I, I didn't. I didn't want to do make my day up in the snow at Big Bear. I wanted a marching band. I yeah. wanted to be on a football field, bump, 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 and I was forced to do that. So I was mad. Yeah. So we fell out, but we made up because I understood business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So individually, we became. We were slowly becoming ourselves. We was this one unit to where, Bone Thugs and Harmony. When we was developing ourselves, we was uh, uh, more of a democracy, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Majority rules. Right. It's five of us. It always worked wonders for us. So yeah. if three niggas say, you know yeah. what I mean, then you get the other two got a roll. Mm-hmm. I mean, so majority rule got us a long way. So let me ask you because Busy seemingly was very vocal. And it seemed like he wasn't on the same page that you was on in terms of, okay, let's just make this shit work. Let's keep moving forward. Busy's like, fuck that. So is that where kind of the, the, the I guess the, the infighting kind of started just with difference of opinion of how to move forward with the business? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because <clears throat> B 
be one of his results right there, right then, right now. I want my shit right now, nigga. It's like that right now. Mm-hmm. Don't work like that, man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to be patient and all that type of stuff. So yeah, I had a, a difference with B. Mm-hmm. He stepped out first, you know. He started saying that the money wasn't right and all that, and I'm glad we could talk about it now. Right, <clears throat> right. Hold on. I'm glad I could talk about it now because for so long I had to mask mm-hmm. my feelings personally in order to keep everything yep. together. You know yep. what I'm saying? So while B wanted his shit right, mm-hmm. which I never disagree with, mm-hmm. is just the way you go about doing things. You know what I mean? Right. So right. the internal strife was I want to remain loyal to where we come from. Niggas want their money right now. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's a lot of erratic behavior going on between all of us. Right. We thug the fuck out, man. That's right. We straight up street niggas like niggas don't understand what a brand is. Mm-hmm. Not in 1994. <laughs> nah, that's real. That's some new shit we just started yeah. using last year. <laughs> Not in 1994. Yeah, I don't right. know why everybody fronting. <laughs> I mean, that's I had real. more thugs and shit. I was trying to be a company and all that. So yeah, I, I was getting it. Yeah. yeah. I, but I wasn't there yet. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know. So, why y'all dealing with that? Because it's, and I guess what I want the listener and the viewer to understand is y'all are still very young. Y'all, y'all. 19, 20, 21, B being the baby, you know, but you have this success, you have this notoriety, you know, now you kind of starting to get to some money, but now your brother, not only your bandmate, but your brother, Flesh and Bone, Stack, mm-hmm. he's dealing with very personal issues at the same time. So this gotta be stressful, a clusterfuck of everything. Easy just died. We, we got this success, Flesh is tripping, I'm tripping, B tripping, the label, this, that, and the other. So. How did you manage to navigate all of that in real time and still produce music? Cause you motherfuckers never stopped. Like the music kept coming and the hits kept coming, but oh, how was you able to navigate that? God, God just told me to keep my arms around my brothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's always been bigger than us to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when B was tripping, I wasn't studying that shit. Go ahead and be crazy, nigga. If them niggas out there mess with you, boy, we coming. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I'm going to show them. Mm-hmm. And that was my mentality at the time. You know what I'm saying? So B was tripping. Flesh was tripping. B, walk, he, B wanted more money and still to this day complain about wanting more money. But the reason why we couldn't get more money is because he walked off tour. Mm. So it was a cause and effect to everything. So somebody had to be there to try to deal with the people just to keep us in the game. You know what I'm saying? So that was my job. I'm the glue. I'm the fixer. It's always seemed like that too. Yeah, I mean, but I have to tell you my humble beginnings Mm -hmm. because now that I'm looking in hindsight, I was chosen, tapped to go get my brothers and round this thing up. I always been surrounded by talent. I mm-hmm. always, I never cared about the best rapper. Mm-hmm. I make plays, man. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like every deal we got, I put that shit on the table. Mm-hmm. Crazy Bone want his business non-confrontational because mm-hmm. he crazy, mm-hmm. he quiet, yeah. he a fucking nigga off. He ain't had time for a lot of things when I was lazy bone and I'm rah rah nigga whatever you know like mm-hmm. so I had to you know individually relearn all my niggas you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so right. busy wanting more money but we brought mm-hmm. that on ourselves so mm-hmm. he wanted more money for the group or for himself he felt we deserved more okay you know what mm-hmm. I mean but at the same time I felt like niggas would probably mismanage their money too mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then I, and I always felt like you know the money going to come yeah, that's right. Period. Mm-hmm. You stick down with the fam bam, man, like whatever, like, you know, like no matter what nobody go through, I'm laying, I'm, we holding court, so I'm laying it that's out right. here. That's right, that's right. Because 
I want people to understand that what I, my contribution to this whole thing, because I didn't, I never had a break from bomb. You know what I mean? Like we was, a, we was a group in junior high, but when I went to jail in 1989, everybody went their own separate way, mm. and that was the, that was, I was away from everybody all i ever had my mom was on dope early man mm -hmm. i was selling dope at 12 13 14 i'm psh, i'm doing whatever right i ain't never been told no mm -hmm. come in the house and you can't go this way i'm doing what the fuck i want to all my life right you know what i'm saying yeah. so when i left all i had when i left was my niggas mm -hmm. and i got took away from that Right. sent to Texas, you know what I'm saying? So that's where all the bone came from because my rap name was Busy. Right. When right. Busy came along, my mom introduced me to Busy Bone. Mm -hmm. Looking back at that, because yeah. she used to tell me, this little, I want you to meet this little boy. This mm. little boy, I'm thinking he's a little boy. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> she like, I want you to meet this little boy. And he left a rap on my motherfucking, um, on my pillow. Mm -hmm. Cause I used to work at KFC, me and my brother did. And I used to work at KFC, sell dope, get good grades, <laughs> yeah. all that. I yeah. was all starting type of nigga <laughs> all the time, man. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So, but when my mom introduced me to B, I had just got back from Texas and my whole goal was to get my group back together. Mm. Little do niggas know Nigga named Alzy Roundtree, I'm name dropping, but uh, <laughs> Alzy Roundtree, he, he was Wishbone. Mm, wow. He from Inglewood, California. Oh, damn. I met him in Texas, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because we went to a school called Euless, I mean, in Euless, Texas, called Trinity. Mm -hmm. So I was from Cleveland, had got, because I was bad, got caught selling dope. I had to go live with my uncle. I met this nigga named uh, Al. He was Wishbone, and he had a group out here called Bone Enterprise mm. from Inglewood. Yeah. So I wanted to be in the group, <laughs> yeah. So, but he couldn't rap. Yeah. I could. We. I ran away from Texas out here to um, Inglewood. Mm -hmm. This was like 1990. Yeah. Play ball up there and shit. I was here for a whole day. I was trying to escape Texas to get back to my niggas. Right. Cause we had to get our group together. Yeah. I've been on this, this group, group, group. That's why I was like, so for a long time, it was, I was emotional about it. Right. I'm just now really yeah. there. Like as about five years now, like yeah. I'm, I could look at it from a objective standpoint. Right. With maturity too in time. Cause yeah. I mean, I'm gonna skip forward a little bit, but to your point, um, even with the El Burner album, when you talk about, um, what was it, uh, As the Rain and mm -hmm. Listen, it was like those was two songs that you dedicated, like you was pouring your heart out to your brothers, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that seemed to be a very introspective uh, 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 album as well. Is that is that fair to say? Like those were kind of your pleads to, to the fellas with those two songs? <clears throat> I mean, it's just how I feel. It's the family, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like. A lot of my songs I pleaded my brothers. I got a song mm -hmm. I'm finna put out now called Pillar. Mm -hmm. It's all about Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I make mm -hmm. a lot of those pleas because that was the only way I could truly express myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah, it was- Is it, is it sometimes easier to talk to them through song than it is to pick up the phone and, and have that conversation? At different times in life it was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now. You know what I mean? We all more mature now. Right, we all can right, pick that phone up right. and be like, you know, it's now it's all five of us on the phone. Mm -hmm. We conference calling, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We talking like, and it's and it's habit now. Mm -hmm. It's it's like, it, it's in my hypnotic rhythm phase, which I call it. My life is a movie. I'm in hypnotic rhythms to where it's a habit. Mm -hmm. Good habits, bad habits, hitting it in strive, like, yeah. like Jordan hitting that fadeaway, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's where I'm, I'm at in life and that's why I'm able to talk about these yeah. things now. So dragging it back a little bit. So during that time of uh, when East 99 come out, mm 
huge hits um first of the month hey everyone it's jalen here from the black wealth renaissance podcast if you're a fan of business podcasts then be sure to check out and subscribe to the black wealth renaissance podcast a show that covers business career development and tips to increase your income and the best part it's brought to you exclusively by the revolt podcast network anchored in hip-hop powered by creators um, what else was the other? It was a few on there. It was first of the month. What else was on? Crossroads. Crossroads. Yes. How the fuck I forget Crossroads. Mm-hmm. So then y'all y'all decide to do the remix. But even interim all of this, right, is this about the time that your brother, Flesh and Bone, he gets sentenced to, what was it, 12 years in, in prison? Um, I think. It wasn't no because he had a he got a I got a song with Flesh had a verse on Crossroads, mm-hmm. but um I got a version of that too. Mm-hmm. But um he was in and out, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> he didn't he didn't like get in trouble one time, right? Right. And then you know the, yeah. the judge laid the hammer. It was on. a culmination. It of was things. like yeah. it was building up. It was yeah. building up because he was fighting. He was mentally going through right through things you, you know feel like saying? the system dropped the ball with flesh in that respect that maybe it should have been addressed more with substance and and mental opposed to just the system the dropped the ball on all of us mm-hmm. that shit don't work man mm-hmm. you know what i mean the mm-hmm. system ain't shit right they should we should address the the health crisis, the, mm-hmm. the mental health crisis right. that we need to be looking at that first because mm-hmm. I've been behind the wall. That shit ain't nothing. That, that's going to make us crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, ain't no rehabilitation in that. Some people can rehabilitate, and you know what I mean? But it's, it's more detrimental than it is good. So I think the system mm-hmm. failed us all. Mm-hmm. And, of course, my brother, because they could have dealt with that way different. I agree. Yeah, especially once once I learned the story and even out of his mouth when he told me, I was like, God damn, nah, they shouldn't that shouldn't have been jail for him. You yeah, know? I I didn't see that coming when I didn't think he was gonna get jail. I thought they was gonna get him some help because right. he was in and out of the, you know, mm-hmm. it, my nigga was fifty one fifty. Yeah, home, nah, you he know? came on the show and said <laughs> yeah, it. That kept was, it one thousand. Hey he, man, my brother yeah. was tough, man. Yeah. I'm not and playing. He, and he said he told he said out of his mouth when he got that Sherm in him too. He really got on one. That nigga was Hercules, really boy. Got on I'm one. like, y'all don't want no problems with my yeah. brother. Y'all better back the fuck up. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. That nigga gonna get you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, he... Uh, but you see, you know what I'm saying? With Through his religion and things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. sound mind, he was able to rehabilitate right. himself. And But that, that means that he, they didn't have to take that much time out of his life in the first place. Yeah, you know ten years. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and that hurt me, man. They sentenced my brother the day before my birthday. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, like yeah. I was fucked up, you know, because that's my brother. Right, like, that's, that's your real like, brother. Like, same mama, like my yeah, mama used to be like, "Boy, you go outside. If one of y'all go, both of y'all go, nigga. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, don't come back without the other one. Or I'm beating your ass mm-hmm. flat out." How did his How did his absence affect the the group um creatively and musically did y'all feel like y'all was missing a harmony like you know yeah we felt like i mean it felt like it just felt like it was like around 2000 2001 it felt like a lot was missing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it felt like the love was gone like like I lost my friends. Like, mm-hmm. why is we doing this? Is yeah. it, is this for the money now? Cause I don't, I can get money. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so it felt like the love was gone, but Crazy Bones' passion mm-hmm. for music, yes, kept me interested. Right. You know what I mean? And like that nigga right there. Like he don't. Cause he always been like that. Even yeah. when we was younger, I go over his house. He had a thousand raps mm-hmm. all over his floor and shit. You know, mm-hmm. had the posters, Big Daddy Kane and Heavy D and them on the wall. Like he was like that. Mm-hmm. So and even later on in life, he stayed in the studio like yeah. this. So that that made me want to never give up. Cause like I said, like. I didn't really care. I didn't do a solo album to 2000. That's right. That's right. You know I what? negotiated their solo deals. 
Wow. And Flesh was the first one to go solo, which he got a gold record mm -hmm. on that Trues, on that Thugs. Did that, I did that deal too. With Def Jam. Believe, believe it or not, Leor Cohen's and DMC from Run DMC popped up at my doorstep. They was trying to get Bone Thugs and Harmony. Trying I'm, to get y'all away from Ruthless? Yeah. Wow. Because Easy E had passed okay. away. Okay. But I'm like, shit, my brother didn't, my brother ain't signed. Mm -hmm. We trying to do, we trying to have a solo career. So I had a plan from the beginning. It was supposed to be group album, solo, solo, group album, solo, solo, group album, mm -hmm. solo, solo. But things start getting in niggas' heads and, you mm -hmm. know, people start getting at us and then the plan didn't go according to Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, went according to God's plan. So yeah. Flesh went to Def Jam. Mm -hmm. I got Mo Thug over at Relativity. Right. Shit, I got, uh, I put Busy first and Crazy next yep. because really I ain't know which one of them needed to go first. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But so them two, them two deals got done at the same time. Okay. Back in 96, I got yeah. them niggas a million point two. Like, boom, like, nigga, y'all, pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Okay. I ain't no nobody, didn't nobody never say thank you. But I ain't give a fuck because I was living my dream. Wow. Mo, Mo Thug. Yeah. I, I always was on my easy E, was on my- Entrepreneurial shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I, I want to drag it back a little bit to- uh, uh, one of my favorite Bone albums, the double album, Art of War. Um, and kind of to what you said, you said that, you know, it's almost, and this is from the outside looking in, and again, I'm going to get in my fan mode, but um, it seemed like crazy. His in, he led a lot on that song. Did did Was he kind of spearheading a lot of the creativity on that song, on, on that album? And then it seemed like it was very, very melodic. That album was damn near... R&B-ish, you know what I mean? Super dope, one of my favorite albums, but was Crazy kind of leading it off with Art of War? Absolutely. Okay. Yep, Crazy, well, well, Crazy, he basically, he led off for the career, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, musically, I always follow, that's why, that's yep. why my name is Lazy. Not a lazy <laughs> bone in my body, but yeah. as a young kid, I yeah. wanted to be like my friend. Yeah. He was, I'm like, what you going, if, if you had a bone name, what you'd be? He'd be like, I'm, he's like, I'm crazy bone. Well, I'm gonna be lazy bone. Mm -hmm. And that's how I always followed him in, in mm -hmm. the music, you know? Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about um, family scriptures. You know, y'all went, so at this point, coming out of Art of War, um, no, this is what I want to ask you. So on Art of War, that's the first album where y'all start kind of taking some little digs at y'all haters. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all start doing the subliminals and shit. You got Thug mm -hmm. Love on that album, yeah. don't you? You ain't bone. Yeah, yeah. you ain't bone. Um, there's a few of them. Well, all original. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's a couple. Uh, what was the other one that was on the Batman, uh, Looking to My Eyes? Mm -hmm. You know, um, when did it come apparent? When did y'all get wind that, okay, hold up. We got niggas out here, you know, it was, and back then it was subliminal. So you had Twister, you had 3-6 Mafia, you know, what What made y'all say, you know what, we gonna address this shit, but we ain't gonna say no names. What kept y'all from saying names? Mm, I mean, because basically, because when we came in the game, I think we took the no name approach because when we came in the game, you know, Easy E was already feuding with Death Row and all that shit. Right. And we was like, we wanted to pounce. We like, we yeah. rappers, like, we you know, we, yeah. we we wanted to go at the dog pound, whoever, yeah. whatever. We, we, we was ready, right? Yeah. But E's approach was like, y'all ain't in it, man. I got something else for y'all. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want y'all in it. So I think that kind of rubbed off on us. Mm -hmm. And that, um, so we was like, we ain't said no names. Like, like, yeah, yeah. But y'all was born in niggas on Art of War, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas was getting busted <laughs> on all day long. Who who was, who was would you say? And I mean, of course, we could talk about it and laugh about it now because everybody grown and everybody cool now. But who was at the top of y'all hit list back then? In terms, who y'all felt like y'all niggas is really jocking our shit and y'all can't fuck with us on this mic? Shit. Three six, do or die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> crucial know, conflict. Crucial conflict. <laughs> All of my niggas yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. niggas know we cool. Yeah, Don't yeah, be out here trying. Everybody cool now. Yeah. Well, Twister had the group that speed yeah. not mobsters. That was yeah, 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 yeah. 
See, but me, but you know, I met Twister kind of early on, though. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we hit it off like, yeah, yeah. Like I think me and Twister, the one broke the ice. It was a uh, one of his homeboys, nigga named Chew, mm -hmm. Chew Loco or something like that. And um, caught me coming out the bathroom. Mm -hmm. He like, nigga, what's up? You got a problem with Twister? I'm like. I'm like, nigga, do what like do Twister got a problem with me? Like, yeah. nigga, I'm like, what my niggas at? What's going on around here? He like, man, y'all niggas need to talk. I'm like, all right. Well, and then he put us together. Mm -hmm. And shit, me and that nigga was cool early on in the game. So mm -hmm. it really wasn't no beef with Twister, because I yeah. already knew he was a fast rapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was Twister was out there. Yeah. Doing yeah. his thing, you know. What his I mean? shit was different, though. Yeah, it, it was, was just like to me. Yeah. So his his patterns was straight. Yep. Like, right. right. You know, he ain't had that. <laughs> yeah. 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 We had, you know, we had to push show him how to play with the rhythm. Yeah. With that yeah. nigga bit, but he was already with the fast pace. Right. Yeah. Right. Let me, I'm, I'm curious. In my opinion. When y'all finally talked. I bet y'all came and y'all laughed and found out it was, it was bullshit. It wasn't even Man. nothing to go to. Uh, we had did this song called Midwest Invasion, yeah. right? First time we first time we ever linked up and we went to the studio. And from there, we was together for like five days straight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just kicking it. Yeah. So yeah, we, we laughed that shit off. Yeah. We was drinking and smoking and <laughs> you know, finding out how much Cleveland and Chicago had in common, you yeah, know? That's right, that's right. Let me ask you this. <laughs> and this is probably a weird question, but I'm like I said, a fan question. Which one of the diss songs aimed at y'all that you felt like was, all right, <laughs> all right, I, I hear you, nigga. Uh, okay, all right. Hmm. <laughs> None of that shit to me. Like, that shit so like, none of it. You like, could so because like with MC8 and DJ Quick, you know what I'm saying? Like I think eight was like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Or or like in WA with it with no Vaseline. It was like I ain't never right. felt I ain't never felt like niggas could fuck with us <laughs> at all. Like I ain't it ain't one I can think of. Yeah. The only thing that got me offended, I got offended when niggas said what they'd do to our family. Mm. I got a fact. That was, more, I took that that was more recent. Yeah, I took yeah. that shit serious. Yeah, yeah, that was more recent. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah, that's and, something different. <clears throat> and even, <clears throat> uh, no, I do or die, they said some more wild shit too, like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I was like, and that shit caused a fight on Hollywood Boulevard at a hotel. We tore that bitch up. Oh, it went down with do or die? Ooh, it went down, boy. Yeah. You talking about what niggas happened? getting busted over the head with vases and shit. <laughs> how how y'all run into each other? Just oh, on a humbug? Well, no, it was some good. I don't even want to talk about it, baby. <laughs> but we home court. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. out there. It's all good. <laughs> no, nah, we was, uh, I remember it was the Ghetto Cowboy, did that video. Mm -hmm. We checking into a hotel. Niggas like, oh, um. Shaking hands with all these people in the, in the um in the lobby and everything, and then somebody was like, you know, that's do or die, you know. The niggas like nigga, they they uh fuck your mama and all this and all that, mm -hmm. and I, cause I never listened to that shit. Didn't know how they look, mm -hmm. you know. what I mean, yeah. I was so busy into my life, right. like I was moving, so right. I wasn't. I never pay attention to people mm -hmm. like that, but. Yeah, and then uh, then I'm like, oh yeah, so we go down. I'm like, man, ain't you? Uh... And then next thing I know, one of my niggas take off. <laughs> and then, it's, then they take off. Then yeah. these Chicago niggas taking off on us. We like, we down here fighting like a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, and them niggas wasn't no hoes though. Yeah. Nigga, but we was in that bitch working, nigga. <laughs> nigga bust my nigga wolf up. Rest in peace, hit him upside the head with the face. <laughs> Damn. They like police coming. Yeah. We got up out of there, went and shot the video. Uh-huh. And uh Yeah, man. And y'all got a chance to squash that years later, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I know um, you and do it die cool as well. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people got a lot to say about Lil J, but he helped us squash that shit from uh rap a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Jay Prince. Like, yeah, Jay Same. Prince, man. man. He was he been an OG, yeah. like making sure shit didn't get too far. How did he facilitate that? Did he call, reach out to to one of y'all, or how did that go? Uh, yeah, he reached out. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, he reached out. He was like, yo, say lazy. I think y'all niggas need to be just chill. Y'all tripping this shit. Man. <laughs> I said, man, I'm smashed. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Like, don't lie. And then I was and I was fucking going on tour mm-hmm. to uh I was going on tour on the L Burner tour. Mm-hmm. And nigga said, don't come to Houston. Him or some of his camp or whoever sent the message, don't come to Houston. Mm-hmm. My dumb ass went anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't nobody gonna do nothing to me. I'm strapped, but you know, he way smarter than yeah. me. He older yeah. and shit. Yeah, so that's he got that experience. He just made him close the club down. And, <laughs> you know, I couldn't have my show and shit, but he <laughs> shut that bitch down. But yeah. I was like, I'm glad I ain't go out there and get my ass murdered that night because yeah. I was with the shits, boy. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So y'all make it through the beef. You record with Tupac. Tupac was on uh, Art of War as well. Was mm-hmm. y'all in the studio together when y'all did that? I wasn't. In, uh, Busy was in the studio with Tupac. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know it's been discrepancy on how that song came about. <laughs> right? Man, that's Because <laughs> you hear story, four, man. five different versions of how that song came about. Busy say it was his song, his session. Somebody else say something had Like, what? Okay. <clears throat> Silky Fine, Busy Bone, Tupac. End up in the studio, Busy and they all, they end up recording on one of uh, DJ Unique's beat. Mm-hmm. It's a Bone Thugs and Harmony session, nigga. Okay. The budget is Bone Thugs and so Harmony. Bone Thugs and Harmony paying for yeah. this shit, so it's a Bone Thugs and hey, Harmony yeah, was, yeah, Busy, he was crazy too, man. That yeah. nigga was like, he was like, he really wanted that to be his song. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you know, that's my song. That's my solo song. I'm like, nigga, that's Tupac. You got boy, nigga, <laughs> nigga, please. Yeah. We own this motherfucker. Was y'all fans of Tupac before that? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to love Tupac. Back when Brenda had a baby, I used to have a nose ring because of mm-hmm. that nigga. Like, damn. Yeah, I was in the 11th grade, nigga. I was. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that closed up. I don't see no right. hole or nothing there. Yeah, you know, I, I, that's that, I told you I'm blessed by the best, man. Yeah. All my wounds heal. Yeah. Hey, is it true? And I seen that Fat Joe just said this recently in a story he told uh, Angie Martinez. Is it true that y'all had apprehensions about um, recording with Biggie because of your relationship with Pop? <clears throat> no. We didn't. We didn't have any apprehensions, mm. like meaning like because <clears throat> we was cool with Big too. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, Fat Joe, he actually just told the story just on Angie Mar. He said that I guess he reached out to y'all to do the song with Biggie, and y'all was kind of like, uh, nah, well, we cool with Pac, and we really don't want to. But he's like, you know, because of him, the relationship y'all had with him, y'all went on ahead and did it. So then I called them, and they had already been cool with Tupac. Mm-hmm. And so they was like, yo, Joe, we can't do it. We cool with Tupac. And I'm like, yo, bro, this is B.I.G. Like, you know what it is to do a song with B.I.G.? So I convinced them. And- well, like I said, when we started this interview, you know, the perspectives <laughs> of Bone Thugs and Harmony, you know, yeah. everybody got their own personality. Maybe he felt that from somebody else, but. Got you, but he didn't talk to you. Yeah, it wasn't like, your, okay. it was never in question. Like, nigga, we, <laughs> Biggie Small, when, I remember Biggie helped us out of a situation one time when we fell out with Wu-Tang Clan at Russell Simmons Christmas party. You know what I'm saying? They, uh. Shit, it went down with them niggas, and Biggie helped us get out of, helped us get up out of there. What happened know? with that? What was this? Why y'all have a funk with uh, Wu Tang? Um, well, man, no, man, no. So what it was was, uh, what? see, you know that's boy. When a nigga leave, what, what it was was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, Russell Simmons. We had did a song called Everyday Thing for the show soundtrack. I remember right? that. Yep. And Russell Simmons was having a, a, a yep. Christmas party. And we was invited there because of we was on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So we was there. We from, only, we from Cleveland. Went there, no security. We was about 12 deep. And we was up in there partying all night. And um, Wu-Tang came in a little late night. It was some, they came in, 
It was some pushing and shoving going on. They pushed somebody in my clique, somebody pushed back in their clique, and then it was all out fist fighting. Mm -hmm. That was the first time they played our song in New York. <laughs> it's an everyday thing yeah, when you're letting us. And I then we that. tried to get up out of there, and you know, they, they shutting the party down. We outside, mm -hmm. niggas running up on us. Uh, Chris and Dave Lighty trying to go get the cars to get us up out of there. Mm -hmm. And um, Biggie and Biggie was walking up. And he was like, yo, 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 you know, let you know. And he, he kind of helped us get up mm -hmm. out of there. You know, him and Method Man. Mm. But um, but shit, what, what did it stem from, though? Because niggas was pushing in the club. Oh, I mean, okay. you know, yeah. I, I guess and maybe because we was the other biggest group in the world. Okay, yeah. You know, I know what I mean? niggas get down. It was just regular nigga shit. It was nigga shit. Nigga shit. Even, <laughs> shit was, that shit was so stupid, I don't even know. We, real shit, real yeah, shit. It happened Big so energy. fast. We like, man, did we just... <laughs> I'm like, I know we ain't just, Russ ain't gonna never fuck with us. Again. <laughs> hey, I wanna I wanna ask you this, especially because I know you were kind of at the helm of this. Um, you know, so coming off of Art of War, again, you start Mo Thug, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I feel like <clears throat> during that time, you know, you of course you had the the emergency. Well, actually, Mo Thug was before Art of War. Okay. The the Mo Thug uh the release. first one. The first one. The it was in 96. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Because it had then, uh, 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 Thug Devotion. Yeah. And uh, Ghetto Blues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What what prompted y'all to start this conglomerate? Because y'all had a lot of motherfuckers with y'all. Like that album cover with all the niggas and fatigues and all that. You had Soldier Boy. Um. Uh. Uh. What was the uh, Queen? Uh, uh, the Queen, the Soldier Boy, uh, Poor Hustlers, Graveyard. Mm -hmm. Was these all niggas that you grew up with? Mm hmm. So, you know, we had, like I said, we had our first, our first album was Independent in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So, we was already famous and we was already popular on the scene in Cleveland mm -hmm. because we did all, all the uh, talent show circuits. Right. All the different talent shows in Cleveland, <clears throat> Bone played them things. Mm -hmm. So we was cool with all the artists around the city. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we and and we all made a pact that whoever would make it mm -hmm. would come. You know, mm -hmm. would come back come and get back people. And get you know okay. what I'm saying? So okay. I had Mo Thug mm -hmm. on Faces of Death. Mm -hmm. If you read the inside of them credits. It's a shout out to my Mo Thug artist. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was already, yeah. I was already on that. And then <clears throat> the opportunity came after he passed away. Mm -hmm. I got to meet Cliff Contrary and um Cliff Contrary and Alan Grumblack up at Root at Relativity. Uh, shout out to Alan Grumblack, so, still around. So from there, I parlayed a, a record. But mm -hmm. even and the reason why I was able to parlay that into a uh, a little deal mm -hmm. was because Easy E had let me send for he paid for all them niggas to come out to uh, California. Mm. It was like twenty niggas from Cleveland out mm -hmm. here with us. All the first Mo <clears throat> Thug you see on that on the uh, first Mo Thug yep. record, mm -hmm. Easy E was footing that bill. Wow, you know what I mean? So wow. we was I was already mm. working on other music yeah and because and that's what you know it was like we was gonna come back and help whoever was down with us and we just you know and I, so i held up to that y'all basically used the first two mo thug records to break because they were like compilations mm -hmm. uh mo thug compilations to break and introduce the other artists but using the influence of bone thugs and harmony right to bring the attention to it because that first album went platinum right mm -hmm. the first and second yeah so I mean, I mean, but think about that. That's that's not an easy feat. You niggas is five niggas out of Cleveland. You you really are learning the business, you know, and you're able to release two platinum compilations right. on your own label. Right. Yeah. So yeah. and then and then too, I wanna since we there, let me add the fact that, man, I almost went number one on that um on that first Mo Thug, mm -hmm. the only reason it, it's, it, it debuted at number two, behind Pac, All mm. Eyes On Me. Mm. The only reason that nigga Pac beat us that time is because he had just passed. Mm. Okay. Mo Thug debuted right there, right at, not nah, man. We was, was that on, the single, Thug Devotion, or the album? The album. The album, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Yeah, you can and, look it up. It's all documented. And the thing about it, with that first Mo Thug, and even with the second one, like you really what you as in lazy, you really wasn't on a whole lot of songs mm-hmm. on 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 those albums. What 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 was that attributed to? I mean, it's really attributed to I'm the CEO. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be on a lot of songs. I got a lot of niggas that rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. I could throw an idea. I could start a song and give a song away, or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. I'm, I'm in ten different sessions all day, every day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, my dream is happening. Right. So, so my gift, I never felt like my gift was being the best rapper. My gift was always being able to get souls to harmonize, mm-hmm. getting people to be in the room and build and form masterminds together. That was always my gift. Yeah, no, I feel that. What 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 was your favorite song personally on on the first Mo Thug? Mm. Well, you know, Thug Devotion was really yeah. one. Ghetto Blues with Two True. Yeah, yeah. I like that, that song that I did with them. Um Man, I liked it that whole album. Yeah. I like Crazy Bone when he did We Ain't Said No Names. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, like that whole thing. So You know you know what song I, I liked on uh <clears throat> what was that end song? The one uh uh it was the very last one. It was a posse cut. Mm-hmm. Um with Crazy Come On. On Eternal? No, no. This is on Motha Family Scripture, the first one. I can't remember it, but everybody was on the song. Cause you, as a matter of fact, I think you cheated. Family reunion. Hold on, hold on. you cheated, my nigga. How? Because you said a verse. I think you said uh, uh, you said your verse from Thuggish Ruggish on that song. Nah, I switched it up. But you, but you said most of it though, right? Yeah, most of the verse. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was saying um, it was the one where Crazy come in. Uh, what tell him you in no, danger, Buster you in danger. danger. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, it was the road with the bone mo thug on follow. Is, yes, is what yep. I is what yep. I was trying to portray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I guess you could say I cheated. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a <laughs> little right. bit, a little bit. On the on the second one, what was your your favorite song? One of your um, favorite songs. Man, it's so man. We got so many songs, man. I I really don't. How well? Let me ask you this musically. How did believe come about? Cause that's one of my favorite songs on that. So Believe was a group called MT5. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs. That's one of too. my favorite songs on there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm in. The, I'm, I'm in the process of making the album. So bringing those <laughs> those titles <laughs> back to my mind. I'm yeah. kind of slow right yeah. now, but that Believe was a song called MT5. My cousin Rob J. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Found this group, Five Brothers. Mm-hmm. Harmonies was crazy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they came and they um. They sung the chorus to mm-hmm. us, and then me and Ant was like, "Nigga, we gotta get on that one right yeah, there." I still listen to that one to this yeah, day. Yeah, me too. Man. Yeah, I love yeah. that song. Yeah, yeah. What about? Is that the same album that uh, All Good was on? All Good was on. Yeah, that was a big hit. Yeah, All Good. Hit. I think that was at at the Man, top for like eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Oh, Ghetto Cowboy was on that Ghetto song. Ghetto Cowboy with, uh, what was the white boy name? Um, Powder P. Powder P. The name's Powder, Powder P. Powder P with a Can 12 gauge. Outlaw <laughs> Where y'all day. find Powder P, bro? <laughs> Man, you that's a, that's a question for Crazy Bone right there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a question for Crazy. All right, so, so now you got these Mo Thug uh, albums dropping. You got, um, you're coming off of the success of Art of War. And then we coming into the new millennium. And I'm trying to think, is is that when Resurrection came out? Right after that? Mm-hmm. Resurrection was like 2000. That's with Phil Collins, Take Me Home, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that was no, that was Thug World Order with uh, Phil, Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Resurrection <clears throat> had paper, paper on it. Paper, there. paper, mm-hmm. yep. Um, <laughs> I believe that was 2000, because my first solo album came out 2001. So resurrection was before that, mm-hmm. right? Okay. How so? What so Mo Thug the label at some point did it dissolve? Uh, I wouldn't say it dissolved because I still kept repping it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had did Mo Thug three and Mo Thug four, you know, but Crazy had left at that time. Mm-hmm. Cause um, so 
after Mo Thug 2, um, man, we went through some trying times too. going on everybody this is dr shonda and i am here from the paging dr shonda podcast if you're a fan of psychology and mental health be sure to check out and subscribe to the paging dr shonda podcast a show that covers and talks about buzzing topics in pop culture mental health in the black community and faith-based topics and it's brought to you exclusively by the revolt podcast network anchored in hip-hop powered by creators